Being around sports media and a fan of, oh, my NC State Wolfpack for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in LA and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former sports center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week of the podcast, Trey and Kevin will probably open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment for the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall. Legacies will change forever. New goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is the Friday Picks Show. Some people, not me, because I would risk offending the other people on the podcast, but some people call it our signature show. And they call it that because we pick, make picks against every single NFL game of the entire season against the spread. Now, when you get to the playoffs, you only get four week, four games in uh, wild card weekend, four games divisional weekend, two games championship weekend, and of course the Super Bowl. So a minimal number of games to pick to make this more fun. Myself, RJ White, and Pete Prisco are playing a little game. In every game, Pete, there's one winner, and there must be one loser. <laughs> I saw him all week in the mirror. Uh, man, I tell you what, so. Pete, RJ, what's up? We're not doing the show on YouTube this week. We had to record early. Pete, headed out on the road. You're going to Green Bay? Kansas City. Kansas Ooh. City, even better. Are you going to eat some barbecue? I'm sure I will. Unless will you I go ha- to... Uh, where, where, go ahead, RJ. What was that? No, I said unless I'm on all day. I'll go eat some barbecue. You Anybody gotta, in Kansas City want to throw me some barbecue? you got to demand they give you some time to go eat barbecue in Kansas oh, I'll City. I'll go eat. I'll go. I, we're, we're, Jack Stack barbecue is really good. I like that. I enjoy that. I, there's a bunch of them there I've never eaten at. Heath, Heath, uh, Cummings recommended one in Kansas City. We were there for training camp and, uh, eh, it wasn't that good. I'm not going to name it, but it wasn't that good. <laughs> uh, by the way, you can watch Pete talk from Kansas City full of barbecue or maybe he'll be full of barbecue after he talks, but you can watch him on CBS Sports HQ, our 24-7 streaming sports network free. No bunk opinions, no crazy views about society and life. Just real sports news for real sports fans. CBSSports.com slash live. Starting hits on Friday. By the way, if you really want to get a good chuckle, tune in on Saturday. It's supposed to be 24 and snowing. In Kansas City. Yeah, and I'll be doing my hits uh, 24 and snowing. That should be fun. Is that what? But they're not playing until Sunday. But so Sundays gonna... isn't great either, I don't think, though. Man, I wish we got a snow game. Um, so look, we'll get to those I don't. games. <laughs> yes, go ahead. You don't want a snow game? No, I'm going to be in it. I don't want to have. On, are you going to be on the field the whole after time? the game? No, but before and after and everything else, I don't want to be in the middle of that. Why not? It's great. It's a life experience. You could get out there and experience nature, snow coming down. It's like it's like natural art. I know you love art. Oh, it's beautiful. I love art. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're going to make picks for all four of the divisional games. Um, people, some people made some bold uh, playoff predictions. You can still make bold playoff predictions, bold divisional round predictions, 
bold Super Bowl predictions, bold offseason predictions, where you think Tom Brady will play next year, uh, do so in the um, podcast reviews on Apple Podcast. Don't delete them. We're going to unveil them afterwards. Don't delete them. If they're wrong, who cares? You're making a bold prediction. Like if you somebody predicted the Patriots would lose, um, so go go into iTunes, go into Apple Podcast, and plus we can see it if you delete it. And um, so don't do that. Uh, by the way, I think did uh, this person get it right? They said the only home team that will lose in the playoffs is the Patriots. So like, no, the, the Saints lost, but still, very good choice. Um, go there and leave your go, go leave your beautiful reviews. And the Eagles lost too. That's right. So really not a good pick, but you, you get my point. Um, so close. Our game. Yes, RJ. So close. Only one home playoff team won. Is that what it was? Yes. <laughs> um, what we're going to do here is what we, well, what we do is we take a thousand dollar fake budget each and you have a thousand dollars to spend across the entirety of the playoffs. The winner is the one left with the most money after the Super Bowl. You can bet on anything. Player props. You can bet on totals. You can bet just straight up. You can do teasers, parlays, anything you want to do. We're trying to help make you make the best bets that you can make for your weekend. Unfortunately, Pete and I did not have the best weekend on Wild Card Weekend. Pete, $675 in the hole. But 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 I'm going to say this. If Carson Wentz doesn't get hurt, I'm even because they win that game. Okay. I mean, me too. I had you the, were Eagles, on the Seahawks. Right? No, I was on the Eagles. That's right. We were all on the Eagles. Right. That made it a parlay loser. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. parlays, we had like the Saints minus one and a half, two, or teasers minus one and a half. Yeah. Like, I don't think the parlays were hitting anyway. Um, and I'm, I'm I was 0 for 4, 0 for 4 straight up and against the spread. So it was one of the worst performances any human beings ever had in an opening weekend of a, of a playoffs. In fact, it okay. might be, it, it can't be any worse. Okay. So we have a podcast listener. I, I don't, I, let me see if I can find who it was, but, um, I got a tweet. That was like, hey man, and they tagged you, Pete. May have tagged RJ. I know they tagged Ryan and Sean. They're like, hey, I uh, I started fading Brinson's picks in the playoffs. He he did a four a straight up picks, by the way. I saw it. I saw the ticket. He yeah. cashed big. He made eighteen hundred dollars doing a fifty dollar money line parlay on the four teams I picked against. But the screwed up thing is. I went 15 and one straight up in week 17. It's not like I've been a, I was second place overall in straight up picks. First and against the spread. Why can't you just say you had a crappy week this week? You got to go back to your week 17 picks. Nobody cares. I'm just saying like, I'm I'm not the person that you would (laughs) have. You had a garbage week just like I had a garbage week. Yes, I went 0 and 4 straight up and 1 and 3 against the spread. I'm not denying it at all. I'm a wuss bag, a giant pile of scaredy cat. You were due for a stinker. That's why he faded you. Pete, I can see you when you say go all in on it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can. Kill him. You were yeah, terrible yeah. just like I was, Brinson. Finish Don't him. Finish him. He finished him. himself. He I was could, awful. I could have been colder. Um, look, I'm not trying to justify anything here, okay? Yes, you were. Uh, no, I'm, I'm, That's exactly I'm not, what you were doing. I'm just saying it was a weird time to fade me, but good for him <laughs> for picking picking correctly to fade me. Um I'm I'm a I'm a giant pile of scaredy cat because I didn't I was gonna put fifty bucks on the Vikings money line, and instead I took the the Saints in a giant teaser that cost me I'm down uh, three hundred and fifteen dollars on my of my budget I have six eighty five left Pete has three twenty five left RJ finished the week in the black plus thirty five you have one thousand thirty five dollars left in a commanding lead 
Fortunately, Pete, that you shouldn't have won. What's that? How much did you have on the Texans that you shouldn't have won? Mm, I think it was a hundred. I don't think so I went you, you that low. Have, you should have nine. You, do you want to know what the bets were? I can tell you. Really no, quick. no, because you have way too many of those little. I won't do all of those. No, don't do any of those. Okay, all right. It bogged down the show. It's your podcast, but I'm just giving you advice. You bogged down the show last week. I bogged down the show. I had bad beats too. Like I had the under on the Titans team total, and then they get that Brady pick six at the very end of the game to to stink me on that one. That's a stinky loss. I had the Eagles like you did, so I had a bad loss there with with Carson going down. So, I mean, it all kind of evens out in the end. Maybe not in one week it evens out, but, you know, over the course of however long we do this is going to even out. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to the games. 49ers-Vikings. 49ers minus seven. The over under is 45. The Vikings pulled a stunning upset of the New Orleans Saints. One I should have seen coming. Again, I picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl and I'm not even going to put fake money on them to upset the Saints in, in the first round and they do it. I'm a loser for that. I apologize to everyone for being scared of that one. Do you think Pete, the Vikings can win this game? Yes. I think they will win the game. Ooh, I'm in the minority on that one. Why? Uh, well, I think they're going to be able to rush the quarterback. I think that pass rush, you saw what they did to the Saints line last week. The Saints tackles are better than Staley and McClinchy, and they abused them off the edge. Uh, I don't think that the 49ers will be able to uh, run the ball as consistently as they have, and that's going to be a problem. And, and I think on the other side, you cannot go against Kirk Cousins in a big game. <laughs> are you kidding me? You just can't. When the game was on the line, the guy made fantastic throws last week and then overtime. Uh, I'm, I think they're, not, they're going to go out there and play great defense. It's going to be a low-scoring game. I think they're going to play great defense. I'm going to take the points, and I think they win the game outright. I was watching that Viking Saints game. All I can think about is how much of a troll job it was to Pete Prisco <laughs> with, with Kirk Cousins just lighting it up and <laughs> leading him to a win and Taysom Hill doing everything. Oh. He looked like the best quarterback on the, on the New Orleans team in that game. I was like, Pete is somewhere stewing. Like, I can't wait oh. to see what, what oh, how no. he goes off on Twitter. Oh, I was wrong. I can say I was wrong. Um, I, Drew Brees, Drew Brees was the, um, sixth best quarterback playing in the playoffs on Sunday. He was, uh, jumpy, jumpy, jumpy is what he was. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't a great game. Um, my lean to this, and I'm not that strong on it, is to the Niners, minus seven on the spread. I'm only putting 50 on it. Uh, I think the key here is D. Forge expected back and Quan Alexander's expected back. I think San Francisco is going to dominate the Vikings up front because of that, and it's going to be hard for Kirk Cousins to score in this game, which is at 4 p.m. It's not a 1, 1 o'clock game again. And uh, San Fran played the tougher schedule of these two, and they're be- they were better versus playoff teams. And I think the yardage per play differential so shows a huge edge. San Fran is plus 1.3 in that metric, while the Vikings are only plus 0.6. So I think this line is probably fair when you consider all that, but you also get the extreme rest advantage. The Vikings have one less day and played an overtime game against the Saints that I think the Niners are going to win this game. Seven's a lot. I don't love it, but I, I will lay it if I have to. So I'll look to get six and a half because I would assume a lot of people are on the Vikings and you might get six and a half. And I got a hundred on the Vikings as one of my picks because I don't have that much money. That tells you how much I like this game. I also have a hundred on the Vikings because I like the Vikings as well. I think when you look at, look, I mean, there are, oh, man, the thing that scares me here is that one of the things we've seen for the Vikings this this year is that if you can pressure them in passing situations and keep them from operating with their play-action passes, that they're just susceptible against really good defensive lines. And the 49ers have a really good defensive line. I, I hope and I think and I pray, as someone who wants the Vikings to win it all, 
that they have conjured an offensive game plan, whether it's using screens, quick hitters to Adam Thielen or Stephon Diggs, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, play, just attacking aggressively with play action early, not trying to quote establish the run and get that, get the, get the defensive line on its heels and give the offensive line some momentum like they did against the Saints. If they can do that and prevent Kirk Cousins from being pressured aggressively early, I think they'll be fine. I'm a little worried that the 49ers get just over, overwhelm them with pressure early that they struggle out of the gate and you see cousins kind of snuggle up a little bit pucker up a little bit because we've seen that he starts feeling pressure he did that against the packers that's my biggest concern but if they can if they can mitigate that pressure i do believe they can win and i think no one is talking about the fact that look cousins i I don't know about you pete but like to me that those two throws the two final throws of the game from kirk cousins to adam thielen to kirk to, to kyle rudolph like, does that change your opinion about Kirk Cousins? If he misses those, I mean, he wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. He wasn't like he won he that game. No, he wasn't great, but like. But he, when it was money time, he made that's the throws. What I'm talking about. And that's what you got to give him the credit for that. that hey, that's look, not- that's you define quarterbacks by money time. He w- he had a good couple of throws at the key moments and you got to give him credit. The throw he made to Thielen was fantastic. That yeah. might have been one of his best throws he's ever made. That was outstanding. And, and I, I don't think we're talking enough about the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo, who has two Super Bowl rings, but has never started a playoff playoff game is going to be going against a defensive line that got after Drew Brees and wrecked a Hall of Famers. Like Drew Brees was playing awesome leading into the playoffs. He'd been incredible. He was shredding people left and right and he got pressured and he got scared. I One think thing that like, concerns me if you're a 49ers backer is, you know, they haven't had DJ Jones for a couple of weeks and, and day starts in there now and, and he's not as good against the run. That could be a little concerning when you play them. Yeah, but he's going up against Garrett Bradbury, so I assume he's, well, gonna he's going to dominate. Yeah, he's going against the uh, – <laughs> they move people the way they move them and get them flowing one way. and That's one thing. The 49ers are very aggressive, and this offense gets you flowing. You cut back off of it. Cook was good last week. Where does Bradbury rank on your offensive he's, rookie he, of the year rankings? Oh, he's not in it. He's not in it? He went to North Carolina <laughs> State. I can't vote for him. Hmm. Sorry, Brenton. Um, it's good. Get your, get your shots in now. When he's holding that Lombardi trophy as the Super Bowl MVP, it's not going to be so funny anymore. Um, I don't know how a center would ever win offensive MVP. Maybe maybe they'll run like a, a pass to him or something. Like that. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I've got the Vikings plus seven for a hundred dollars. Pete has them for a hundred dollars. RJ has the 49ers minus seven for fifty dollars. I have the Vikings in a parlay on the money line. We'll reveal that later. Just pointing that out now. I got Titans. I got one more bet on one of these teams involving this game too. Uh, okay. Since I like the 49ers to win this game, uh, I don't love the seven, but I think they're going to win. I like taking them to win the NFC. Minus 110 is the odds. So you're basically looking at a, uh, you know, 50-50 chances what Vegas is seeing. And I think they're a much better team than either Seattle or Green Bay. I think if they do win this game at home, they're going to beat either one of those teams. So rather than lay the whatever the money line is, minus 280 or whatever, I would rather just lay the 110. So I'm going to put 110 on the Niners to win the NFC. By the time that bet is decided, you might have already won this thing. Yeah, or I might need it if I tank out like you guys did last week. I might really need it next week. I kind of want to put... um now that you mentioned that, I forgot to point out that I like the Vikings at six to one to win the NFC. Any thoughts on that? Well, you gonna put some of your bankroll on it? I got a little, yeah. I mean, so the 49ers are minus one ten, Packers are plus two seventy five, Seahawks are plus are five to one, and the Vikings are six to one to win the NFC, not to win the the Super Bowl. So how much uh, how much of your bankroll are you throwing on it? You knew Vikings at 14 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Oh. Huh. I might just do that right now. 
Um, I'm gonna throw 25 bucks on the Vikings to win the Super Bowl too. Mm, okay. Uh, I just think eight to one. I mean, I understand that the parlay, like, you're not gonna get eight to one odds on them in the Super Bowl. So I'd rather take the 14 versus the six. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, so toss that in there for me. I think the Vikings will win this game. Moving along. Titans at Ravens. The Ravens minus nine and a half. The over under is 47. You guys have competing bets. RJ, you have two bets and you like the Ravens first off. Why? Yeah, Ravens, again, it's only for 50. Ravens minus nine and a half. I don't love it. But Baltimore's nine and one against the spread in their last 10 games. They're basically unstoppable since their week eight bye. Even though that Ravens rush D is mediocre, the Titans can't make mistakes and fall behind and have to pass because that Ravens pass D has been fantastic. Ravens D overall has been fantastic. You got Seattle, New England, Houston, San Francisco, Buffalo, all five playoff teams scored 20 points or less during the Ravens hot stretch. They've had one loss to a playoffs team, but that was at Kansas City in week three. So it's pre Marcus Peters coming in and, uh, you know, that, that did and get quite into gear until after their bye. Uh, Titans defense hasn't played as well as that game they had against New England suggests. It was a bad offense and a bad offensive performance by Brady. And the Ravens offense is number two in the red zone, while the Titans defense is number 31 um, in the red zone. So I think Ravens are going to get down there, get touchdowns, and it's going to be hard to keep up with them once Titans start to fall behind. I really like the Ravens to just put it on and cover that number. Lamar Jackson was awful in the playoffs last year. That This is an entirely different team obviously but again it's a playoff game we got to see what he can do in a playoff game i think he's going to be fine but we got to see what he can do i think dean pease will have a special plan for him this week and uh i went back and watched the 2012 super bowl when dean pease was the defensive coordinator of uh the baltimore ravens and they played colin kaepernick and greg roman in that hey, offense just to interrupt you when did you do that that that's really smart of you i like that you should have written a story about that when did you do that like did you did you wake up and you like stretch out, do your yoga, and then like fire up the 2012 Super Bowl, or were you like in yeah, the you know office? Yeah, Brinson, you kind of nailed that. I did my Pilates. No, I watched also, it. I went back and rewatched it because I wanted to see how he defended him. Okay. And it was interesting because they used Suggs as a stand-up rusher, which is what he was, but he angled him. So mm. the line all had their hands down, and Suggs was angled so he could see the read option and everything coming in his direction. And I'm curious to see if he's going to do that in this game. It's not t- the exact same offense. There are a bunch of different things they do now, but it's a lot of the same in principles. And what he did is he played a lot of zone behind it. And he, obviously you have to do that against Lamar Jackson. He, he bunch of different coverages. If you go back and look at the two games where Jackson kind of had a little bit of an issue, it was Kansas City with Spagnola, who throws a lot of disguises at you. And it was Pittsburgh. In the, in week one, when they threw a lot of this, not week one, but the first meeting when he throws a lot of disguises at him. So I can't wait to see what Dean Pease throws at him. I do think the Ravens are going to have trouble. I mean, the Titans are going to have trouble running the ball as well as they did a week ago. So it's going to be a low scoring game, but in that kind of game, I'm taking the nine and a half. I think they're going to do a good job on Jackson and dare him to throw to the wide receivers, which I always say. One other thing to watch from that other first, the, the, the Super Bowl, every time the tight end went out, Suggs beat him up. And then rushed or stayed there and see if it was his own read type of play. So I, I think they're going to beat him up a little bit. So how do you think they'll do that with the Titans personnel? Do you think it'll be uh, Harold Landry? Are they going to use Rashawn Evans in that situation? No, Evans will play the Ray Lewis slash role in that situation. I think Landry's a good good candidate to play in that okay. situation. I think that's you, you nailed out. You nailed that exactly. He's the guy. No, I mean, I, I'm, no I'm you're just, right. I'm being spot on. He's the guy. He can stand up and do it because he played standing up at times. And he can play with his hand on the ground. 
Is the Titans front seven underrated right now? They're playing fast. And again, RJ's right. They played the Patriots offense, which isn't very good, but they're playing fast. I mean, they, they did a great job. That goal, if they, if the goal line defense doesn't show up, the Patriots win that game. If they yep. go up 17-7, that game's over. They showed up, they played well, and, uh, that's why they're moving on. So yeah, I do think they're going to play well in this game. That's where, that's sort of where I'm at with this game. Like, I, I can, I mean, I just think, to me, I would not bet this game personally. Like, I would not, and I didn't. I don't, I don't have a bet on this game. I, I used the Ravens in a teaser, which we'll get to in a minute, but, um, like, I think the problem is, if you look at the game script, I think if Tennessee can play that kind of defense early against Lamar Jackson and stifle the Ravens offense, which is really hard to do, but if they pull it off early and they can get a lead and run downhill with Derrick Henry and then get play action with Ryan Tannehill, the Titans can win the game. They're, like, to me, there's no doubt about it. If they can, you, get, you gotta hit some shot plays with Johnny Smith and AJ Brown. You have to get a lead early and you cannot get behind. If they get behind and they're forced to throw and throw and throw with Ryan Tannehill, I think they will get obliterated by the Ravens. That's, that, to me, that's sort of where I would want to bet this game live rather than betting it out of the gate because I don't think we'll know how it'll start. Any thoughts on that, RJ? Yeah, that's kind of the direction I do see it going. That's why I'm willing to lay the points is I do think they're going to get down and have to throw and that Ravens pass defense has just been so good that I don't think they'll be able to handle it and Ravens will just start keep pouring it on with their rush offense. So, Oh, if the Ravens score early and often, that game's done. But right. if they can control them a little bit, I think there's going to be a very close game. The last time, the last time these two teams played in the playoffs, one of them was a one seed and one of them was a six seed. The Titans were the one seed and the Ravens were the six seed and went there. I remember being at that game. They beat them 13-10 in what was a physical, nasty, violent game. I think this one's going to be a lot like that. That's, that's the, the, uh, the formula for the Titans to win is to make yeah. it a physical, nasty yeah. game. So they should be trying. You know, you would expect that from them, but. You know, it's easier said than done. You know, you've and the come, Ravens are more physical than people give them credit for. You've, you've come on here week in and week out and talk about defending Lamar Jackson. You got to push him in. You got to do this. You got to do that. And then it looks like the defense sometimes is doing that. And he just cuts around and makes everybody look like fools and t- picks up 25, 30 yards of carry. And then you're like, well, you know, we're, scrap that play and try something else. Make it, make him hand it off. And particularly if Mark Ingram's not going to be there, make him hand it off. Two, two thoughts on, on this game. Um, as a, well, actually, I forgot about the first thought. I don't know what I was thinking, but I was going to point out that I was just went totally blank. I, flew out my head. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I was looking at these lines. So if you go back and look, since 2010, there have been 20, 20 divisional round games where one team was favored by seven points or more. Um, in those games, the team, the favorite is, uh, eight and 12. And if you take out the Patriots out of those equations completely, and the Patriots were favored in a lot of games where they're like double digit favorites, et cetera, et cetera. And just because New England's kind of a different cat and has gotten bad matchups at home. Um, the underdog is actually 10 and two against the spread in those games as a seven point dog or more. The, the, I remember what the other thing was, does it worry you that the, that the line is nine and a half? Cause it's basically begging the public to take the Ravens and the same thing with the Chiefs. Like the nine and a half is like only nine and a half with Mahomes or Lamar against Ryan Tannehill, like it does feel a little obvious, right? You would think so, but I mean, these, these, uh, the public just saw the Titans beat, you know, the unbeatable Patriots. Right. So people are going to want to be on the Titans too. Going to want to be on the Vikings too, because they just saw them win a game they weren't supposed to win. So it's easier to take some of these dogs coming out of the wild card round when you just saw them look, look respectable and win these games. Yeah. I, you know, the one thing, the difference between these two Titans and the Vikings for me, and it's, it gave me a little cause is they're playing on a much shorter week. 
Yeah, yeah sure. The Vikings same thing, are same thing with the, yeah, the Vikings are, uh, I mean. The Vikings, the Vikings have one day less than what the Titans will have because the Titans played on Saturday and the yeah. Vikings played on Sunday. Uh, RJ, you also had the under for Ryan Tannehill pass yards. Yeah, just going to this game, like we said, the script is that they're going to have to pass, and I don't think they can do it. The Ravens' pass defense hasn't allowed a passing game to top 225.5 passing yards, which is what the line is, since week nine. So, and that's total yards in the passing game. Um, you know, you subtract, uh, sacks, you know, from that passing yardage. But I went back and looked through and clicked all the quarterbacks and nobody got to that in, in terms of quarterbacks. So if that goes to script the way the Baltimore defense has been playing, he's not going to get there. So I put a hundred on the under Tannehill 225.5 passing yards. He didn't sniff it last week. No, he didn't even sure. come close. The they other, didn't have to. The other if they th- win, he's probably not going to go over. The other thing about the Titans is I do agree that they're a good team, and this seem, this line seems a little high. Uh, DVOA, weighted DVOA, so they're the third best team that's still around. It has Ravens 1, Kansas City 2, Titans 3, just above the 49ers. So it's giving them a lot of credit. The thing is, DVOA says the Ravens are so good that the line still should be higher than it is because the Ravens' number is just so astronomically high based on how efficient they are with their offense and, and how great their defense has been playing. So the DVOA projection is not that that you know, much underestimating it, but probably be another point on this line. Make it ten. I take yeah. the ten. I'm taking the nine and a half. I yeah. I, and look, if I don't have a problem buying a half a point here, if you're taking the Titans, you know what I mean. Like buy it up to ten and get your double digits. Why not? Storm through the back door. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll look at the Sunday games. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Texans at Chiefs. Chiefs minus nine and a half. Another almost double-digit spread in the divisional round game. The over-under climbing steadily here in this one up to 51. We've got it at 50 and a half. Uh, I mean, borderline almost over-inflation in my opinion in in terms of uh, the value there. As we mentioned, Pete Prisco will be on set or on set live on site for cbs sports hq download the cbs sports app on your smartphone roku amazon wherever it is you can watch like we had nfl network cut out the mike cut out the matt rule press conference in the middle of a fiery speech 
thank goodness I was watching it, Pete, on CBS Sports HQ, and I was able to get the entire press conference. And we'll have Pete live from on site. You should check out CBS Sports HQ. Do it. By the uh, way, uh, since I am at the game, I told, uh, like Brady Quinn always does when he does a game, I said, Brady, I'm not going to make a pick on this game since I'm at it. I'm at the game. <laughs> Why does he do that? Why do they all do that? They all do it. it. I don't get it. Or it's like, um, wouldn't people who used to play for a team be like, I'm just not going to make a pick on this one. It's like, yeah. what, who, who cares? Like, you have to have a thought about who's going to win. Like, why, what, what why are you, you talking mean? to me if you don't have a thought who's going to win? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, but you just wait, I'll just wait and see. Um, Pete, RJ, you guys are on the, uh, same boat here. You like the Chiefs to win in a big way, huh? I do. I, I think this is the worst mismatch of the weekend. I, I think the Texans offensive line is a disaster. I think their defense stinks. Uh, even with J.J. Watt and the 42,000 times they'll show his picture on Sunday. Uh, I think they're going to be able to throw the football on them. I think Mahomes will have a big day. And I think the Chiefs' defense, the last month of the season, much better. Uh, losing Thornhill will hurt them a little bit. But I think the front is what the disadvantage is, big advantage is and disadvantage for the Texans. They will get after him. So I like the, I like the Chiefs to handle them to handle it easily. How much you putting on it? I have 50 on it because I don't have much left. <laughs> I'm putting 100 on it. I think Texans are, I agree, they're by far the worst team left in the field. Uh, DVOA agrees with that too. The Chiefs have been hot over the second half as well. Chiefs have a huge advantage in that metric, uh, particularly when they're passing the ball. They're going to score a ton of points. Uh, I wanted to lean under because the Chiefs defense has been playing well and a lot of their games have been going under because people just don't expect, you know, a Chiefs game to go under. And it looks like that's happening here, but that Texans defense, I mean, they could light them up. The Chiefs have the number one third down offense. The Texans have the number 31 third down defense. I don't know how Texans are going to slow them at all. And Chiefs already lost once at home to Texans. They'll be ready for this matchup. They're not going to get caught unawares like some teams do with unfamiliar opponents on um, on uh, divisional weekend or in the playoffs. So I do think the Chiefs are going to roll. I'm a little bit more confident in that, in that than the other Saturday games. So that's why I'm going to put 100 on the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs as well. And uh, go ahead and add um – how much did I put on the, I put 25 on the, on the Vikings. I think I got like 50 bucks left, maybe 75. 150. 150 left? Yep. I have $150 left? Yep. Yeah. Well, then I will put 100 on the Chiefs as well, because I think the Chiefs are going to steamroll. Now you count my teaser. I got a teaser. I mentioned the Ravens as part of the teaser. I'm going to do a seven point teaser on the Ravens, move them down to two and a half, and the Chiefs down to two and a half, put $159 on that. Uh, we're doing all our, all our bets on DraftKings.com and the DraftKings, uh, app or the, the, the website shows that, uh, teasing those two teams with seven points makes it a minus 159, which is a lot of juice to pay, but I don't want that, I don't want the three points to come into play. I think both those teams should win by three points or more, and I feel fairly comfortable about that, so I'm willing to lay that juice, uh, for those two spots. I agree with you. I think this, the, the way that this game sets up, we talk about game script with the Titans and the Ravens. It's very easy to see a situation like last year where Indianapolis went into Kansas City and said, we're going to be physical, we're going to run the ball, and then, you know, worst case scenario, we're going to let our stud young quarterback, franchise quarterback, lead a comeback. Well, Andrew Luck couldn't do it. He seemed kind of banged up in bad weather conditions. I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to be able to do it either because you they can't stop Kansas City one. And two, Kansas City's defense is good. It is legit. It's a top ten defense. Their their pass rush is getting after people. Their their secondary is able to smother receivers. And I don't think you're going to see Deshaun Watson lead some magical twenty eight twenty one point comeback 
against this Chiefs defense. Even if they can't produce points, you can see Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid flip the switch in a heartbeat and score points quickly on the on the Texans. Patrick Mahomes over the last seven games playing the best football of his career, in my opinion. He's more locked in to that offense. He's he's he he's not putting up the numbers that he was his first his first year as a starter, but he's more in command of this offense. And I think we're going to see a virtuoso performance for him against this Texans secondary that cannot stop anybody. I will also take. For $200, Patrick Mahomes over one and a half passing touchdowns, which is minus 200. There's a lot of juice to lay. Don't care. I like that. I, I didn't want to lay that kind of juice. I have one prop in this game also. Longest touchdown over 42 and a half yards for 25 bucks. Uh, Chiefs speed at receiver versus that bad Texan secondary like we've been talking about. This means it should hit. And like you said, Chiefs can score in a hurry. That's cool. You know they're going to take some shots. So bet. 42 and a half, I think you'll get a, a long Nicole Hardman or Tyreek Hill touchdown. Yeah, that's a good bet. My or, only concern with the Chiefs minus nine and a half. What'd you say, Pete? Or a screen pass for about 60. Yeah. yeah, Damian Williams yeah. through the middle of the line for 89 yeah. or whatever it was yeah. that one year. Yeah. No, I, I, I think it happens. My only concern here is that Andy Reid gets real conservative in the fourth, third and fourth quarter. You think he'd do that with, with it? Well, with if he's Deshaun winning by Watson 20, he would. I think when you look, put the tape on of the Texans Bills game and you see the Texans storm back from down 16 nothing and not doing anything in that game, you're going to be a little hesitant to take your foot off right. the gas because right. Deshaun's going to escape, you know, a double sack and, and spin around and throw a 40 yard pass they'll, 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 out of nowhere. They'll, they'll, so they'll pull him out of the building. They'll try and blow him out. Of yeah, it. you just got to keep going and keep scoring points. And and look, McDermott's a Reed guy. Like surely they'll. I mean, like surely he's watching and they're talking or you know, what I mean, like he's got to understand that. Being conservative against Deshaun Watson in the second half is how you lose a playoff game. But, like, we saw him do it against Marcus Mariota and the Titans two years ago. Are we sure he won't do that? That is my main concern about this game. You can't be sure about anything. But No. They ran all over them, that Titans team, though, remember? Yeah, but, and I don't think you've, had, you've mentioned your biggest factor in picking the, the Chiefs here. Your Andy Reid, what's the song? Andy Reid, off the bye. Andy, Andy Reid, off the bye. Andy Reid, off the bye. Nick Costos. Owes Pete 50 bucks. Yeah, that has a nice ring to it. It does. Costos owes Pete 50 bucks. Um, okay. So we're, uh, we're all in on the Chiefs. What could go wrong there? And, uh, RJ longest touchdown over 42 and a half. For 25. I took the Chiefs for 100. I also have Mahomes over 1.5 passing touchdowns for $200. It's minus 200. So it pays 100 bucks if that hits. And then I have a teaser with the Chiefs and the Ravens down to two and a half each. Seahawks at the Packers. Packers minus four in Green Bay, over under 47 and a half. Would you rather be in Kansas City or Green Bay this time of year, Pete? I think it's going to be a moot point, judging by the forecast. So, um, Pete, you look tired, man. Who? You. Yeah, it's week eight. Was it week you 19? Rubbing your head. You're like, oh, God. Ugh, I got a lot going on. Um, I like the Packers minus four. Because I, the Seahawks haven't won in Lambeau since 1999. Now I know there are a bunch of different teams, but that matters. And this Packers team will be able to get after the quarterback. We saw that Russell Wilson can have problems with like any quarterback can when you get after him. And this pass rush will do that. And these aren't the same Seahawks. I've, I don't know. The Seahawks can't run it. They're not great on defense. They got a big break when Carson went out, Wentz went out of the game last week. Uh, and they still had to hold on for dear life against 48, 49, 55-year-old Josh McCown. So I do think that the Packers are the play here. I think they'll be able to move the football. I think their run defense has been much improved. And and I do think that Kenny Clark against uh, 
the center on the Seahawks is a major, major mismatch. I think you're going to see the Packers really come out here and win this game by 10. Yeah, it's the best bet of the week for me is also the Packers minus four. That's why I'm putting 150 on it. I have him with a four-point home field advantage in January in Green Bay. So that means the line saying these two teams are even. I got news for you. These teams aren't even. The Packers are the better team. They have a huge advantage in point differential. The Seahawks barely cracked a positive point differential while the Packers were like 60-something, I think. 60. They're the lowest in the history. I think it's the history of the league. The first 13-3 and team to only have a point differential of 60 63. Right. And that, that's telling you the, and that's why people are saying the Packers aren't as strong as, as you would think. And that's why the line's so low. But I think the Seahawks aren't, are even worse, you know, worse off and they're a little more overrated. Packers run game will dominate the Seattle defense. I agree about that. It's going to make things easy for Rodgers. He's not going to have to win the game on his own. While Russell will have to win the game on his own. That Seattle D took advantage of the decimated offense in Philly. Uh, they were been pretty bad in December though. They had those three losses at the end of the year. Took them out of being in the running for the number one seed. They're going to give Marshawn more, more looks and more, more time, but he does not look good at all. I don't think that's going to help them uh, getting him more integrated in the offense. I don't think he wins the matchup with the defense playing better. Like you said, the run defense has been better. Packers are five at one against the spread in home playoff games since the merger when favored by less than six points. Usually they're getting a little more than six when it comes to these games. They're not in this in this situation for some reason. So I'm going to lay it for 150. Um. I kind of go back and forth on this. Like I, by the way, we got. I mean, the Carson Wentz thing. The Eagles should have won that game, right? The Eagles win that game with Carson Wentz, don't they? Well, they almost won it with McCown. If he could have scored in the red zone, he would have won it. Did you like Doug Peterson going forward on fourth? Yeah. Okay. Just curious. Um, do you think Carson Wentz is soft and injury prone? No, he is not. <laughs> just gave me Was it part. a cheap shot? Yes. I don't know. It's in the context of the trying to make a play. Yeah, but he dipped his helmet too. You could like see it. I mean, I know it's slow motion, but you could like see it where he's just like, whoop. and his head's almost on the ground at that point. You got to dip your helmet really low to, to hit him. In that I mean, give some smelling salts and get him back in the game. That's what Eric just said as an Eagles wow. fan. Yeah. That's what Eric just said as an Eagles fan. He just whispered that. He said, he said, get him smelling salts and get him back in the damn game. Look, with the way the concussion stuff is now, he had to go off. He had to stay out. Period. Didn't seem like Clemson cared. Wow. T. Higgins is right back Going in all there. in on another ACC school. Donovan would have played through it. You know who would have played through that? A.J. Feely. <laughs> <laughs> I got a laugh out of Pete. All right. Ron Jaworski. Um, he would have played so, through it. Yeah, Jaws would have played through it. Um, I'm taking Norm the Sneed would have played through it. I'm taking the Seahawks on the money line for a big old splashy parlay. I've got the... Um, Seahawks and the Vikings money line parlay for fifty dollars, and that pays out nine, uh, almost ten to one, I think. So I'm going to get like five hundred bucks back, basically. Uh, it says plus nine twenty six, but it looked like it was more on the DraftKings site. I'll have to, I'll, I'll investigate that. I think it's actually less because the Vikings money lines come down, but I gave you the nine twenty. I actually rounded it to nine twenty five. I'm just trying to keep it. You know, okay. kind kind of round to zeros and fives on our spreadsheet. But by the way, King Corcoran would have played through it. You can look that one up, Princeton. Um, Debo, do you know who King Corcoran is? There's no way he knows who King Corcoran is. Yeah. Did you watch King Corcoran play? Uh, yes. King Corcoran. <laughs> it's a good thing Twitter didn't exist when King Corcoran was playing, because Pete would have gave him the business. <laughs> On a nineteen handsome Twitter, whatever. God, look at these bushy sideburns. What is, what is his? When did he play for them? James Sean Patrick Corcoran, nicknamed King. 
This is my type of guy. He's called a poor man's Joe Namath. He gained notoriety for his flamboyant dress and playboy lifestyle. Yeah. This guy got after it. What years was he with the Eagles? Uh, he was never with the Eagles. Was it with the Eagles? The Firebirds in 1970 and the Philadelphia Bell in 74 and 75. He was at the AFL Denver Broncos. He played with the oh. Eagles. He was cut by the AFL's Broncos. I don't think you remember that. Or he was in camp with the Eagles. Maybe he was in camp with the Eagles. Huh? He was in camp. Yeah, he was in camp with the Eagles. When I was a kid, I went. The Washington Post described King Corcoran as flamboyant, brash, and utterly unforgettable. He was a showman, an unapologetic unapologetic playboy, an egomaniacal self-promoter who traveled with his own PR agent. And not least of all, he was a lady killer on an epic scale. Why did they they use in my bio for that thing? Come on. And he's still getting blackballed from the Hall of Fame. It's kind of BS. Put put him in the Hall of Fame already. Come on. Come on. Not for nothing, he was called the poor man's Joe Namath after the Hall of Fame New York Jets quarterback and notorious skirt chaser. King Corcoran. How about that? There's a blast from the past. Pete's idol. We need an expose on King Corcoran. Um, what a Wikipedia entry that is. What if the Washington Post wrote that about you? <laughs> well, you'd probably be happy about it. Yeah, is he alive? No, died in 2009, age of 65. Uh, died too young. I wouldn't trade places with him. All right, um, King. He was rich and famous and had maybe oh, – it turns out he died of herpes. Oh. oh. Uh, that too soon? Too much? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this podcast is going to die of that. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that, Brinson. Is that true? No. Oh, gosh. Um, I don't think you can die of that, can you? I don't think. If, if anybody could, it's King Corcoran. King Corcoran. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The man died. Brinson's making jokes about it. He died 10 years ago. He was uh, inducted into the AFA Semi-Pro Hall of Fame in 1982. Oh, he died of cardiac arrest. That's not good. What is it? Potsdown um, Firebirds, right? Yeah, they were the mine. I, I saw him play there, I think, when I was a kid. And I did think he was in camp with the Eagles at one point. What are the chances that he died while you know? Oh, my God. Would you stop? Yeah, just ask him. That's a cardiac well, he arrest. Was he, king. Just... he was the king. He was the king. You said King Corcoran, and, and Brinson's tangent antenna went up, and he's like, I'm going to Google this guy. Oh, yeah. We're going to go on a 10-minute It's a teaching lesson it. for young Will. I teach him about old football players all the time. I was, I was about to start texting my friends, like, have you heard about King Corcoran? you got to read about this guy. It's unbelievable. You should, now, you, one day you got to look up D'Artagnan Martin. Look up him. One of my favorite names ever in the NFL. It's a good name. Yeah. Um, fun fact, as Debo points out to me, King Corcoran backed up Dick Shiner at Maryland. He played backup to Dick Shiner. Oh, my God. Would you guys stop? That's who he played backup to. The okay. guy's name is Dick Shiner. You know, in the 60s and 70s, in the, in like, until, until the 80s, people didn't stop naming their kids ridiculous things. No, I know. Well, they still like, do. What are you talking about? What's the one kid that plays running back for Kentucky? His name is Cavassier Smoke or something? <laughs> well, that's, I mean... That's not like Dick Shiner. Like, if your name's Dick Shiner right now and, and you're in middle school, you're, you're not having a good time. What, Cavassier Smoke? I mean, is that... That's just Cavassier. Yeah. It's a great name. Who's the guy? What's the guy, the new recruit that's like the best that ever did it or whatever? Have you seen I'll, I'll find that guy. Well, I mean, D'Artagnan Martin is one of the great names ever in the NFL. He played quarterback for the Saints. Um, 
Okay, so we didn't uh, the the coldest to ever do it. That's his name, the coldest to ever do it. That's a pretty good name. And he's and he plays football. Good for him. Do um, RJ, you got a prop in this game, right? We're yeah, still Seahawks Packers. Yeah, Seahawks. Going back to Seahawks Packers and getting off the King Corcoran talk. Um, I, like I said, I, the Packers, I think are going to roll in this game. I think it's going to have a lot to do with their running game. So I'm taking Aaron Jones over 75 and a half rushing yards for 25 bucks. He's topped 100 yards in three of his last four games. The Seahawks defense has allowed 120 plus rush yards in five straight. They're 26 in DVOA in rush defense. They're 28th in yards per rush. I think the game script's going to dictate a lot of running, and I don't think the Seahawks are, are very good and they're not going to stop those runs. So Jones, I think, is going to rumble to another 100 yard game. He's definitely going over 75 and a half. Um, the DraftKings has 68 and a half. Would you like to take the better number? We can. When we, we didn't have these props available when we sent out the lines. And yeah, so, that's why you had them over 25 and a half. Okay. I'm going over on that. I put all my, that's, I'm going to take typo. that one, Debo. I'm going to shift everything I have onto that over. Okay. <laughs> that's a Debo typo. I that's, had 75. That's what I thought half. too. I was like, Aaron Jones, 25 and a half rush yards. I will also take that. <laughs> what, was, what was the number you gave me? Cause they didn't have those props out when we sent the, the, the sheet out and I started making my picks. 68 and a half. All right, I'll take 68 and a half then. Yeah, I mean, that's the number on DraftKings right now when we record the podcast, so let's do that. Um, Pete's got Packers minus four for 25, a very confident bet. RJ's well, I don't have any money left. <laughs> I, know, I know. RJ's best bet of the week, Packers minus four for 150. Um, all right, should we go over our best bets? Yep, let's do it. Okay. RJ, you want to start? Yeah, let him start. He got the most money. All right. I'm Big spender. Starting with the first game, going the 49ers for $50, minus 7. Uh, and then also I'm going to take minus 110 on them to win the NFC for 110. Go next game, I got Baltimore minus 9.5 for 50, plus under on Ryan Tannehill pass yards, under 225.5 for 100. Then going to Sunday, I got Kansas City. For a hundred on the minus nine and a half, I got the longest touchdown in that game over forty two and a half yards for twenty five. And then the final game I got Packers minus four at one fifty. I've got Aaron Jones over sixty eight and a half rush yards for twenty five. I also have a uh, a parlay. I, I took a money line parlay with the Ravens, the Chiefs, and the Packers. I think all four favorites are going to advance. I'm the least certain about San Francisco, so I'm going to parlay these three together. Getting Baltimore and Kansas City together on parlay, I think it's only about minus 200. I didn't like that. So I threw the Packers, and I'm confident enough in them that that I throw them in. It's going to make it a plus 135 parlay. So money line those three together, 100 to win 135. What about you, Pete? I don't have any money left, but what I did, I tried to get a little creative. I took the Vikings plus 7 for 100. I think they win that game outright. I like the Titans plus 9.5 for 75. I'm barking with the dogs in the early, in those first two games. I like the Chiefs minus 9.5 for 50. I like the Packers minus 4 for 25 because I have no money left. I put more on that. Uh, I went with a teaser, $50, Vikings plus 13, Titans plus 15.5, Chiefs minus 3.5, and, and Packers plus 2. Same teams parlayed for 25, so I'm trying to get some a little money back so I can go nuts in the final week. And that teaser is going to pay 250 plus 250 uh, on your 50, so what was it, 125 if it hits? And then the parlay is plus 1230 on your 25. Your parlay is also the spread. It's not. Yeah. I'll be back in it. Okay. Your parlay is the spread, not the. Correct, uh, not the money line. If it was money line, it would be a lot bigger. Yeah. Um. And you got a chance there. You're opposite RJ on Vikings and Titans. So you yeah. got a chance to kind of swing some stuff if that happens. If I got all four of them after going on four last week, I'd probably be in the lead. Um, yep. All right. I've got. You only got five bets or something. 
after having 62 last week, you cut it down a little bit. I got, I know, I cut down. I don't have very much money left either. I got a Vikings plus seven for $100. That's my most confident against the spread pick. Um, I also have a Vikings Seahawks money line parlay that will pay, uh, just 925 or plus 925. So basically nine and change to one. I have the Chiefs minus nine and a half for $100. And I have Patrick Mahomes over one and a half touchdown passes laying 200 to win 100. So that's a lot of juice. I understand it. I think he'll throw two touchdown passes though. Um, and then I have a $159 teaser. It basically pays out $100. The Ravens minus two and a half and the Chiefs minus two and a half, a seven point teaser. Feel good about that. And I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, $25 on the Vikings to win the Super Bowl because if they advance past San Francisco, I'm basically, I just think that value will plummet. You know, like I think 14 to one to win three games is pretty, am I, am I crazy in thinking that's pretty good value relative to their ability to win those three games? Got to go on the road for two. It's going to be tough. Um, but, you know, they're a good team. They're a good overall team. So I, I'm not going to count them out. Yeah. I mean, look, obviously they have to win this week. But I th- I feel like – I feel confident they can take care of business against whoever comes out of the other side. Now so. they might have to – if this goes to script, they might have to go into Lambeau and beat the Packers. And that has been their kind of thorn in their side this yeah, year. So we'll see good. We'll see if that happens. Kirk Cousins is about to get on a roll. I feel like he's – he has shed – the, 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 the shackles of the big game shackles and Kirk Cousins is about to. You just so badly want them to win and get to the Super Bowl so you can say you had it right. That's all he wants. I will be prancing around Radio Row in Miami nonstop being like, I'll be wearing Viking shirts. You're doing skull chants on HQ, all kinds of stuff. No, you won't. Nah, probably not. But I will remind people that I picked the Vikings to make the Super Bowl and obviously I will pick the Vikings to win the Super Bowl if they get there. That's it for the show. Check it out on our feed. We got uh, Danny. Wow, two sh- two straight shows under an hour, Debo. What do you think about that? That's the way they all should be, just for your FYI. Well, okay. <laughs> we don't get to cover four games every week. <laughs> 16 games is a little harder. Uh, check out Danny Canal ranking, and I rank playoff quarterbacks. I rank Rodgers below Kirk Cousins. Moron. <laughs> And uh, we have like four emergency podcasts in the feed as well. So uh, jump all over that. Thanks for listening. We'll have a Saturday night recap up from those games and a Sunday night recap as well. Talk to you guys soon. Later. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Gather your besties. We are very exclusive. And get ready. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, Regina. For the movie that hits like a bus in a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls. Made at PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.